Where should I point the links I build? I guess that's kind of a luxury question to ask in a world where people even struggle to build links in the first place. But that's a fair question to ask when you have hundreds of pages. So how do you get the most bang for your buck in terms of link building? That's what we'll try to answer in today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. No hype, no BS, no censorship. Just real-life online marketing tactics. And now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Authority Hacker Podcast. I am back with Mark today. I guess we had an interview last time. Just full disclaimer, we are recording all the podcasts right now because we are leaving for a pretty much four-week trip together. So we are recording them in the chat. So I'm not exactly sure which one came before, but I guess probably my interview with Sofa or something like this. So we are back with Mark. Welcome back, Mark. How is it going, Mark? It's going great. Thank you for asking, Gail. How are you doing? Pretty good. I just came back from the gym, actually. I did take a shower. Don't worry. Tell me more. <laughs> it's pretty hard. I'm, not, I'm actually relearning how to do bench press and walking on like the, the arch of my upper back because I used to hurt my shoulder. So uh, I'm trying to Okay, fix that's that. too much. All right. You, you asked me. I'm telling you, you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... That is a question, this question that we're going to be answering in today's podcast, which is which pages should you build links to when you're doing link building is a question that has been asked in the Authority Hacker program. I guess I'm going to do that frequently because a lot of people who are in H4 are also podcast listeners. So I will probably often post in a group when we brainstorm new topics for the episodes. So if you're in H Pro, watch out for this post and drop us a comment if you have something that you want us to talk about. Because I think that's a pretty relevant question. Like, you know, we talk about building sites with lots of pages, lots of articles, etc. And it's quite unrealistic to like link build all of these pages actively all the time. There is some kind of like drifting effect, sorry, that you need to rely on. Yeah. So like, what do you rely on? I remember back when we first started doing link building in 2009, 2010 type time, this was a, a much more sort of prevalent question because you absolutely could control where all of your links pointed to because you were building all of your links. Uh, well, I was, I say manually, but like not really manually, kind of automatically using tools like Unique Article Wizard or what was that other one? Linkvana. Uh, and these kind of networks, you would be able to get dozens, hundreds even of links per day pointing to your site. And all these tools were set up so you had complete control over where they would point to. And that meant that you could kind of sculpt the page rank flow, for want of a better word, or where you're kind of directing the, the link juice uh, in more layman's terms, around your site specifically. It's not really the same in 2019, at least if you're following a, a mostly white hat approach, in that the majority, or maybe not majority, but a, a very large chunk of your links, you will have no control where they actually link to. They're just going to link to your homepage or maybe like an author page specifically, or you know, if it's in the context of a completely natural link, not through a outreach style link building, then they're just going to link to whatever page that the information that they want to want to quote on, a quote about is is on. So I think a lot of people worry maybe too much that you know they're not getting enough links to specific pages on their on their sites. And while that is absolutely a huge benefit if you're you have links pointing directly to specific pages you want to push 
for anyone who's listening to this and thinking, oh, I'm just struggling to get a few links coming in at all. Like, I just want to make it clear that you can still rank and you can still do very, very well with not really caring where your links are pointing to, just pointing to your overall domain somewhere. That's not obviously the optimal strategy, but it can still work. That's what I'm trying to get across. I mean, the site that we sold in January, 95 plus percent of the links were not pointing at the pages that were making money, basically. And still ended up ranking really well through internal linking and site structure, which we'll talk more about towards the end of the episode. I will mention it here and there because it's inherent to the question. Right. I think a large part of that was due to the type of link building we're doing for that site, uh, which was largely skyscraper with the occasional kind of guest post follow-up from it. And the thing with skyscraper link building is it's really... You're only going to get links to the specific skyscraper articles you you are writing. So all your links are going to go to a few info pages on your on your site. You can't really direct them in any way to to other pages, even to your homepage or even to especially to uh, you know specific other money pages. Though you can potentially do skyscraper to reviews or money pages. It works. It works, like the numbers are a lot less impressive overall, but again, the competition is also struggling to get links to their money pages because no one wants to link to a, a review page or a money page, uh, at least less less so than a highly valuable information page with no ads or no pop-ups or anything like that. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to get across that you, you can really do this, you can really rank a site without paying attention to, to too much of this. Yeah, but still at the same time, like when we did these data studies, like, you know, links to page were like the, the highest correlated ranking factor, right? So links to the pages that you want to rank are extremely powerful. And it's, it was quite interesting because like we did that and we also did the internal linking study, right? Where like internal links kind of correlated, but actually internal links from pe- from pages with external links correlated like way more actually. So it's basically like, you know, take the external link juice, get some links and then internal link to a page. And it it, it tended to like, um, we call this this authority metric, where it was basically like number of external of internal links multiplied by number of external links to the internal pages, basically. And that correlated really well, which um, was, made me really happy because essentially it was the, the data that validated that this approach of doing this skyscraper and doing internal linking works really well. And that links to page are not always necessary to rank, but at the same time, links to page directly did correlate the highest out of everything. So it's kind of like first and second, basically. I think also like a lot of the things you talk about um, did change because of the way we're building sites compared to the way we used to build sites. And so as a result, you know, we build better sites. As a result, we get more natural links to them. So you're more talking about these things that are like quote unquote out of your control. At the same time, we are doing this kind of like white hat stuff, which also kind of like limits us. If we had PBNs or something like that, like it would be much easier to choose which pages we link built to. But yeah, like this kind of like info content getting links is how we ended up ranking for banana and peanut butter. I was a bit pissed off that we didn't get jelly as well, so we could get the full American sandwich, you know? But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that, that happens from doing that. Once we've just cleared that out, I think I want to start talking about the links where you can choose where you point them. And I think one thing that you mentioned that I'd like to jump back on when you talked about skyscraper followed by guest posting request. And that's essentially the second link from a domain where you actually get the choice where you're pointing it out. So can you just describe like how we run this 
for to the people that are listening. Yeah, so I mean, the idea came from this originally is we collect a lot of data about the links which we we build, and so every link we've ever built in the last like four or five years or so, we we have a, a record of it. And I was just going through it one day, it was like a few years back, and thinking to myself, wouldn't it be pretty easy to just go through this list of people who, who already gave us links, you know, if we're starting a new website. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. But then I also thought, well, it's actually also the case for existing, for our existing site. We could re-outreach, get back in touch with these people who most of whom we already have a positive relationship with and ask for another link to another page, except this time we can direct it somewhere. So that's kind of like where this approach came from and how we implement that is after a certain period of time, depending on the, the site and whether the the interaction went really well or it was kind of borderline, you know, sometimes you get a link, but people are sort of giving it to you begrudgingly. I wouldn't necessarily ask them again, but if, if someone's like, oh yeah, that's great. If you ever want to collaborate again, let me, let me know. And then those types of people are going to be very receptive to it. And all it takes is just, hey, a quick email to say, hey, I've released this new review on X. I thought you might want to link to it. Or just even better, not even better, but another option could be just reaching out to them and going, hey, you know, we discussed this thing a couple months back. I was reading some of your more recent articles uh, and I thought maybe I could contribute one. Would you be up for a guest post? Something like that. And they will know group of people will have a higher success rate in terms of number of percentage guest post conversion. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's north of 50%. So okay. that gives so you it's really idea. easy. It's really low, low amount of work if you've already done the cold outreach, basically. You just need to go back to that and then and get that. So it's like this kind of like that thing where like SEOs are always running after new linking domains. But... And it is important, like new link URL domains do matter more than like repeated links. But still, if you have a link, let's say to a skyscraper piece, and then you can go back to the same domain and get them to link from another page to one of your more commercial pieces of content, then it's an absolute win. And it's, if these people are 50% like this to say yes, then you only need 10 emails to get five links, you know? And and that's so powerful, like just essentially building the, yeah, the, the army of people that would say yes to that. And the thing is, like, if the first guest post is okay and you don't give them trash when you do your guest post, you're likely to be able to do multiple guest posts and essentially to link build multiple pages on your site. So you're, it's almost like the white hat version of build, building a PBN, you know, while giving uh, high quality content and like making essentially them happy editorially, you know. So provided you have this kind of like content machine, the ability to provide content to these people and they're happy to take it, it's so powerful to get back to that, essentially pick, get some links there. So that's, I would say that's one of the main ways through which we, you know, get links that we can target at pages that we decide to target, which still doesn't answer the question, which pages do you link build to? But I think that was an interesting tangent to just explain the context of like how this is done and what happens, et cetera. So first of all, Links to pages that you want to rank is the strongest. I will explain in a second, like which pages you should want to rank. But another thing that I like to do as well these days is we build custom category pages. We do use Elementor and you can essentially just edit it like any other page or category page. So the problem with WordPress is like a category page has like 10 links, right? And it's, it's a bit shit <laughs> and you can do much better because, you know, Google does like they, at some point they said like, oh, we're happy to crawl a hundred internal links per page, but actually it's probably a lot more now just because 
pages got a lot more complex. Like this is like a five, six years old answer from Madcats, and it's probably like four, five hundred now. So when your category pages has ten links, it's a huge waste, right? You know, for example, there's a simplest way to do that, and that's kind of like the way I've implemented it on a lot of sites, just because I didn't have time to do it better, is to go and create an like edit archives basically in Elementor and just put a post grid there, but like put a post grid of like a hundred posts, you know, so like that page links out to a hundred posts in there, or you can, if you are, you can curate it. So you can essentially make a list of like posts where you can just put your best post on the first page of the archive and the other ones on the second, etc. so that you essentially give priority to these things. So I kind of like to do that. That was kind of a parenthesis, but the thing I want to talk about as well after is kind of like, how do you find these low hanging fruits, these pages that you should link build to individually, et cetera. So the first thing that amazes me with most people I've talked to, it's like, there's two things that amaze me right now. It's like, people are absolutely nuts about page speed. Like I saw a comment on HBRO today, actually, where someone was asking about push notification services, right? And like wanted something that's like of good value for money. And there's a service called onesignal.com, right? Onesignal.com gives you a, basically a free push notification service that's really good up to 50,000. I can't remember, but a lot, basically. The way they monetize is they basically create audiences for advertising with your traffic and then resell these audiences to advertisers. So it's invisible to your visitors, but it just loads like a, a couple of advertising pixels on your site, which will cost you maybe like, you know, 0.2, 0.3 second page load, right? And, uh, and that member is like, yeah, one signal was great, but I cut it off because it cost me page speed. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, you're basically saying, no, I don't want to be able to reach 50,000 people on demand in exchange for 0.2 seconds in page speed. And I'm like, you're nuts. And that's basically all of that to illustrate that, you know, with access to 50,000 people on demand, I can make thousands of dollars per month. And I'm willing to even, and the thing is like Google really penalizes sites for rankings that are very slow. They don't really reward sites that are extremely fast. And so like provided the rest of your stack is okay, like it's not a problem. So all of that to say, don't focus on rankings as well as page speed, focus on revenue. And that's the pages that you need to focus on for your link building. And so that that is one more thing. It's like most people don't have tracking IDs on their affiliate links, right? If you're doing Amazon, now they give it to you with the the content marketing report. So they tell you which pages make money, which uh, you should absolutely, if you're doing Amazon affiliate, this is where you're going. You're going to your Amazon associates report and you're looking which page makes you the most money, which often is not going to be the page that gets the most traffic. And that is my first way of essentially picking which pages I would go after. First of all, I'm just, I just want to tell the people, follow the money, not the rankings. Like that's the first step. I'm, I'm going to give you a process to like analyze all of that after. But another story about money versus ranking, actually, that uh, was interesting. So we did that age for lunch, I guess, a couple of weeks ago at this point when this podcast airs. And uh, one thing I've done is on the blog posts, I have put an extremely aggressive pop-up that promotes the sales page. Extremely aggressive in the sense that it was loading on page load and you could not close it for three seconds. The close button would not show up for three seconds. What happened is, well, Google is not exactly a big fan of this kind of stuff. So our rankings like dropped a bit, right? People were like, my God, you're crazy. You're losing rankings, etc. This is crazy. And then I'm like, no. And then I look at the, um, the tracking ID of the, of the link on the pop-up and it's been responsible for like tens of thousands of dollars of sales in exchange for essentially a week of dropped rankings. I've removed the pop-up 
and all the rankings are coming back up, right? And it's like, I'm absolutely willing to drop 20% of traffic in exchange for like 500% more revenue. So all of that to say, most people that I talk to in this industry are obsessed with ranking page speed and all these metrics that don't fill their bank accounts and they should not. And when you pick pages for link building, it should work the same way. Now let's go on to like essentially filtering the pages that you should be looking at. First of all, open a new spreadsheet in Google Doc. And then what I like to do is I like to go in Ahrefs in my organic keyword. And I like to look at the keywords that rank positions three to eight. Usually that's kind of three to eight, three to 10. The things with Ahrefs is like, you know, for featured snippets, for people also ask, and all these things that Google is essentially throwing in the subs these days, they, they count the position. So actually like position eight actually means position six, 30 times or five or something. Uh, so you're essentially in the top half of the subs. And so each position that you gain should result in much more traffic provided there's a search volume and the number of clicks behind the query that you're going after. Then essentially what I do is I, I, I make a list of these keywords in my spreadsheet and then I go back and I open the sub results for each of them. And I'm essentially judging the people that, the people that are above me it's interesting because I was doing that as I was preparing this podcast. There's this keyword at the time it's going to air, like the rankings are going to change. So it's not exactly important to give you the rankings, but we're like kind of like middle of page one for that big keyword. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect example for the podcast, except we're actually beating everyone in linked metrics. And so looking at this and looking at people above you, you will quickly be able to tell looking at the number of backlinks, the number of referring domains, and your domain rating against the domain rating of the people above you. Like, you know, usually you want people that are around 15 maximum more than you above you, provided that domain rating is not a linear thing. So depending on where you are on the scale, like for example, for Toy Hacker, where I'm looking now, uh, with the R74 at the time at which we're recording, maybe 75 when we air this, but you know, someone has DR like 90 is like 10 times bigger than us because it's non-linear. So, you, you know, 15 is, a, is something that I'm throwing out there, but you should take it with a, a pinch of salt. So I'm, I'm looking at all these people and I'm essentially mentally trying to visualize, am I missing links to rank? Or is there an on-page problem? So I'm basically looking at my link metrics against theirs. And then I'm trying to visualize like how far I am from them. Sometimes, you know, the difference between you and the people above you is going to be like two or three links, which like there's a big opportunity here to, to do that. But sometimes it's going to be like a hundred links. Like you're there and then this, the next step is just taking like 10 times more work than you've put in that query so far. And then you need to ask yourself, do I want to work on that query? Or do I work on these other ones? And that's why you're making that list here. So essentially what I do is I, as I go through this, I reorder in my spreadsheet the, the, the queries that seem to be the juiciest. And the things I put is I put my URL, I put the number of external links, I put the number of internal links as well. So Ahrefs has this internal link report. I don't really like look at the power of these internal links. Like I don't go this deeply usually for this analysis. And then I, I pick like the beatable URL, like the URL that I want to, like that I can see myself go above realistically. And I also put the number of external links and internal links. And I also put the organic traffic. So the Ahrefs gives you the organic traffic metric. And you essentially compare all of these in your spreadsheet eventually when you've removed the ones that are unrealistic. And then you, you kind of like reorder them. And that's what I call the MVP list, which is what I give to our uh, link building team usually. And I'm like, I usually give them a list of 10 URLs. And I'm like, these are the URLs I want to link build in this order based on revenue, 
based on what is possible for us to rank above and essentially potential traffic based on the Ahrefs metric. So essentially how we decide which URL we try to link build when we do guest posting. And that is the MVP spreadsheet that I refresh every couple of months with the link building team, basically. Honestly, I, I want to, it's one of these processes that like 80-20, and I feel like I can still, like I can do a better job at making this spreadsheet look cool. So I won't have time for this podcast, so probably not in the show notes, but I'll probably make a video maybe in, uh, in H4 at some point, just because it's like, it doesn't look nice right now. It works internally, but like sharing it publicly, I'm like, nah. It's very simple. I've given all the metrics. Like anyone that listens to this podcast and takes notes can build something similar. But I think uh, I, uh, to make it look cool, it would take some work and I don't have time right now. But I want to talk about one last thing in this podcast. I want to talk about playing with internal linking structure to get more benefits out of all the links that touch your website, right? You know, we've talked already about creating custom category pages, which is an easy one. Putting more links on your category pages and getting links to your category pages internal linking to your category pages. So the, my favorite place to put internal links to category pages is top menu, obviously, in the footer and on the home page's main content. And this way, like your category pages get a lot of internal uh, juice from pretty much every page through your navigation and directly feed you know, up to 100, 200 blog posts because your category pages have all these links. That's why we've, we've made like, when we don't have time, we just create these quick category pages, it takes 15 minutes to do an Elementor, and you will get more out of every link to your site doing that. Another thing that has been quite successful for us as well, this is an example that you will see because it's on the Toy Hacker, is we have killed the slash blog page, actually. It doesn't exist anymore. It redirects to the home page, which this home page, as I mentioned earlier, is a hub that links to your categories and your main post. So like it's a direct link to the, the post that you want to rank the highest on Google. And when you essentially concatenate all that link power, the people that link to your slash blog page, the people that link to your homepage, et cetera, provided your site is mature enough, that can be hundreds of links directly pointing to your homepage. That, and then it's put to good use way better than if you had a shitty homepage that doesn't link anywhere, or like there is a landing page like many people say you should do. I disagree, actually, especially if you have like opt-in pop-ups, then you will probably get more emails through the ranking boosts of ranking all these posts versus having like a too strong opt-in on your homepage with nothing else. Yeah, another thing for internal linking that I like to do. I like to, at the end of each subsection of an article, I like to write, like put like some kind of like related topic or more on that topic kind of section and essentially just throw a bunch of internal links to other pieces there. Even if it's not 100% related, um, uh, you can just put that like related articles at the bottom of each section in an article. And that is also a great way to add internal links. I actually show an example in my Chiang Mai SEO presentation for like uh, roundup reviews, et cetera, like how we do that. And if you do all these things together, then your internal linking is going to be much stronger on your site. And, you know, even a link to an informational piece through the navigation is going to have a direct link to your category pages that have a direct link to pretty much every post in the category. So any page is two clicks from every other page. And as a result, any link, no matter where it points, will do better. So that's pretty much all I had to say for this, actually. It's going to be a short episode, unless you have uh, something to add to this. Not really. I've, uh, you know, our short episodes, 25, 26 minutes, are, are, are longer than most podcasts. So you know, let's that's not... That's basically a week our... of Neil Patel's podcast. So yeah. <laughs> let's, not, well, let's not kick <laughs> ourselves too much for that. <laughs> Yeah, and we're traveling. So guys, that is uh, the answer to like, which page should you build your links to? Uh, you know, ideally, try to find your low-hanging fruits and build directly links to these pages. 
category pages with custom category pages are great too. But ultimately, if you have great internal linking, it doesn't matter as much as you think it matters. That's basically the short version of the answer. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to right now and drop us a review. That would help us get more known and you know more people to find the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed that and we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Bye.